Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast episode 319. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are my good friends and co-hosts, Case and Jeff the Riz. Rizden, how are you gentlemen doing today? I'm as good as my microphone, which is not working. So <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll live how we live. So. Oh, okay. Sounds good. How about you, Riz? Wow. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm tired. And I'm ready to talk some Lions because I've been dealing with Brown's BS all day. Oh, not, not, not their intentional fault it's nothing negative for the browns it's just the nfl has dropped the ball badly and i'm tired of trying to pick it up for them yeah well they'll still rely <laughs> on you i know they will they have no one else riz all right today's show <laughs> yes <laughs> they might not <laughs> we're gonna do a quick review of the vikings game we're gonna do a season wrap-up we're gonna talk about what we saw this year and what we didn't see and we're gonna do an update on the gm coaching search we got that a whole lot more we got a great show lined up casey ready to go my man i've never been less ready Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, let's get right into it. First, Lions and Vikings, two teams who played this last week. And oh my goodness, what an amazing game this was. This was a spectacular exhibition of football Something. prowess. And uh, uh, somebody, anyone throw me a life right on here? <laughs> They played. <laughs> Honestly, it was one of the more entertaining games I've seen the Lions play it, this year. It so. was. It was an entertaining affair. Yeah. Didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, but at least we were amused along the way. But I mean, it also didn't turn out like where anybody was crazy disappointed. I think either because <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like the Carolina game or, right. or the Tampa Bay game, this right? Was, like, this was a fun game, and, and there was no harm in losing. They were competitive. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. You're, you're right, Kiss. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it was an interesting game, a fun game to watch. It was, a, it was you know, we'll talk about some of the stuff that went on. I talked. I said this on uh, on the post-game show. It was a moral victory 
but we got the statistical outcome that we wanted as far as the draft is concerned. Now, Philadelphia is a whole nother piece of piece of work. We saw that game and that that's <laughs> that was just embarrassment. That I was mean, they're going to they're going to reap the the what they sow on that. I mean, that's just the players that they have on the team. Uh, how many of them are going to trust them going forward to, you know, actually try to win? I mean, that's that is the risk you run when you play a game like that. If, so. if I'm Jalen Hurt, I might ask for a trade. Yeah, I don't want and to be the future of that it, franchise. You know, you what don't I mean? you don't mess with the gods of football. Testicles will bounce back at them hard, man. Karma's <laughs> going to be a bitch for Philly. <laughs> the god of football, testicles. That's <laughs> that's <Sorry>. good. <laughs> don't defy testicles, man. He fights back. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. Oh, testicles. He'll kick. No, never mind. Okay, so yeah, that was that was the <laughs> game. It was it was a good game. They did play well. The offense, as usual, moved. Got to tell you, they. Um, the offense has carried this team 100% this year. It was not the defense. We were able to break the record. Uh, we're number one at being <laughs> number 32. Uh, <laughs> the uh, What was the, the number of points final that was scored? We beat it, was, the, it was yards that we surpassed. We also, we also set the record for points allowed by the defense okay. because the 08 team gave up okay. four pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was points by a defense and points by a team. We, I think, we broke both of those records, and the, and the special teams one is the one that's the difference. So we are number one at being number thirty-two. Thirty-two. <laughs> Go Lions! All right. <laughs> I don't know what else. I, be- to talk I believe about with that it game. was the worst um, from Football Outsiders. Was the worst DVOA ever for a defense too? Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. Man, I did not know that. Well, thank. But I'm you. not surprised by that. No, thank we you. all saw it. It passes the eye test. <laughs> That's for I was I was beating the the, the crap out of Tavai this in the Twitter over during the game. But I mean, so he did a Naruto run at one point. I swear to God, his arms flung out back and he started leaning forward into it, and then and then he was skipping. There was this, we got a sack, and I, I forget exactly who got the sack. It was on the the end. Um. Kirk Cousins running the outside to his left, and we sacked him on the way over. And Tavai was just you know doing his thing where he's standing in the mud, waiting for something to happen around him, right? And uh, after it happens, all of a sudden, I've never seen a move like this. He just started skipping like, on the field, and I'm just like, "What are you doing? Like, what? Are, what is going? I mean, are you looking for butterflies? What are you doing out here today, man?" Yeah, sugar plum parrots. So like sugar me when I was playing t-ball. Yeah, when I was a kid <laughs> in outfield, I'd be I'd be sitting down, I'd be twirling in circles, I'd be picking dandelions. Yeah, you weren't the kid that like put his glove over his face and cried at shortstop, were you? I didn't cry. That's good. Because I didn't care about the game. Oh, I, <laughs> I had that kid on my team two years in a row. I'm like, can you please tell those parents to not oh, have no. that kid play? They did not put me at shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> I was I cried once. About, they was, put I, me I, as far away from the ball as they could possibly get me. So <laughs> I, I, I cried. I was a pitcher and I got hit with a ball right in the freaking face. That's how you get a schnoz like this. But man, it doesn't See, I actually cried. Anyone. I broke a kid's face when Ooh. I was pitching in fifth grade. Ooh. Hit him hit him here. And I, I, I cried more than he did because he was unconscious. <laughs> We're going to save save my stories about my ultimate Frisbee career for another day, but we'll get into it. All right, all right. Ultimate. Sweet. (laughs) The only sport I was ever good at. (laughs) Well, that's because you got to get high before you do it. Let's be honest, Case. (laughs) Doesn't hurt. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a look at the season as a whole real quick. This one was... 
in in many ways it was it just defied expectations and at the same time it exactly met expectations and what an abject disappointment what an ab you know we had so many things that could point us to how bad this team was and as as well as how many things it pointed out. Well, maybe they're better than that. The whole Stafford injured thing last year, absolutely is is you can you can see it this year. He's the reason we won those games, right? Without with Stafford's injury last year, cost us an, at least three games, right? Maybe if we had had Chase Daniels last year, we probably would have won another game or two. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's actually he he's he's a much better backup than what we had going on last year. Mm. Jeff Driscoll was weird. He was. Because he didn't understand the concept of that you're running an <laughs> offense. <laughs> I actually thought David Blau wasn't terrible. Um, he wasn't. He's certainly not NFL starting material, but he was okay. Yeah, with as close as some of those games were last year, I think Chase Daniel would have won us uh, one or two. Oh, more man. Games. He can't. Th- he can't throw the ball forty yards. That's... Well, no, but he didn't. Like I say, as close as a couple of those, as a few of those games were last year. Yeah. I think he would have been enough. I think that it was, you know, I'm, I don't really think we need to get in the mud on that situation. No, either, but no. I just think he's a better backup this year than what we had last year. That's all I have to say about it, I guess. So I don't want him back. <laughs> the, 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 That's fair. The, but. the difference between all of them is such that you don't want anybody at Matthew Stafford on that, on that field. And the rest of the team is so bad that without Matthew Stafford on the field, you're not going to find those wins. It's just, it's just the way. And it by the is. way, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like if Kansas City, if Mahomes goes down, sure. they're not winning. Sure, if, sure. If Russell Wilson goes down, they don't get a first down in Seattle. Yeah. That that's that's one of the functions of having a top flight quarterback is that you intentionally have a crap backup. A because you can't pay him, and B because if you lose, it means that you if you lose your quarterback, you know your season's over because you're built around your quarterback. And that, that's how you wind up, you know, lucking into Andrew Luck when you're the Colts uh, or lucking luck. into that, yeah. uh, like like Chase Young with Washington this yeah. year. Yeah, they got him. They were a much better team than they were that defense because line. they had quarterback oh. issues last year. Wow. Um, and now their quarterback from last year is out on the street. And nobody's signing him, which is crazy to me. The problem we have is just everybody that's not the quarterback. I don't want to say everybody, but the vast majority of the people that are not the quarterback are like terrible. <laughs> just terrible and then you put Not everybody in, but a lot of them yeah and then you put in the horrendous play calling that we saw uh and and as we saw uh daryl bevel wake up uh when when coach was gone it was pretty it, it, you know all of a sudden things started really moving stafford started moving the ball the defense even played a little bit better had a wildcat in there yeah had a wildcat they did <laughs> It's just, it's just, oh, wow, what a, what a season, what a roller coaster. And it's funny because of how far things went off the rails after that Chicago game, that first opening game for fans, it was, I was like, wow, this is, this is one for the ages. People are already angry coming into the season and then you lost to Chicago. You made Mitch Trubisky look like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, the, the thing was, Chris, was, was that we had talked and, and you and I were guilty of this. I, I think Case was too. We wanted to believe that it was going to be different with Patricia, that we were going to see something different this yeah. year. And then he goes out and does the same bleeping thing again. Um, as my old co-host Jim, Jim Costa said, he reverted to his muscle memory and the muscle memory sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, from that point on, I knew the season was over. Um, 100%. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't shy away from saying that either. The fact that he did not adjust 
when given a chance to show that he had learned from his mistakes uh, that if you weren't out on the team on then kind of shame on you, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't necessarily, okay. This is going to sound like we're, uh, I don't want, I don't want to get any revisionist history in here or anything. Um, we wanted to believe that they could do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That doesn't mean that we truly believed they could do it. We just wanted to believe that they yeah. could. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good way to say it. And your, your tone is exactly right. We, we really wanted to believe it. We wanted it so bad because I, I, I think we grew to appreciate the, the, the coach that Patricia had become um, in, in the last 18 and there months. were a few things. There were a few things to really like. Not yeah. all the things. Obviously. Brief moments of competence. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There the were signs of growth. <laughs> the, the fact that he was still trying to win the 1985 NFC East. just it, it, Exactly. Yep. That, that, yeah. it, it, it was a failed strategy. Yeah. And he, he went down with that ship. And oh, it's yeah. going to sink with him for a long time. I'm going to talk about that. Just so everyone knows, we, we're, we're going to start uh, some some additional little uh, bites throughout the, the offseason into the season uh, next year. Um, the first one's going to drop Thursday. And I'm going to talk exactly about that, that 1985 uh, scheme and how we have to avoid that. Because, boy, we, we, we are guilty of scheming for a decade ago far more often than we're not in these hiring decisions and boys. Hey, Chris, I have a draft decision. one of those that I will give you shortly on that Ooh. same vein. Ooh, then I see you guys, you can get a little hint of what's coming your way. <laughs> All right. I'll try not to shoot it in the shower because that's where I rehearse those things like dry run. I mean, it can't hurt our views. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't seen me naked. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so Case is definitely <laughs> taking care of himself with that CBD. <laughs> CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use keyword Lions. Get fifty five percent off. It has all you need to help with anxiety, pain, and insomnia. All three things caused by Lions fandom. Head on over to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself set up. I'm going to just tell you if you're just dealing with those three items, get. Everything but the Delta 8 or everything but the chill line, and, and you'll find the relief. You'll find it. And then in the cream, it's it's great stuff. If you're looking for that feeling that sometimes people associate with that plant, you would definitely want to look into the Delta 8 and the uh, the chill line, as they call it. They have a new, even more potent Delta 8 setup. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's legal in all 50 states. So go to town. It's It's good, good stuff. All right. Hey, William Myers, thank you so much for that super chat. That is awesome. Uh, thanks for helping us through these difficult times. You guys touch my fandom in such a way and look forward to next year. Thanks to you guys at DLP FTP. That's great. Thank you, William. That is really kind of you. And uh, glad you're you're hanging with us because it's uh, we, we try to we try to have fun in these difficult times. But man, just think about the one thing I always think about when I think about being a Lions fan is just wait till they start winning. How great is that going to be? I think the Browns folks have to be feeling pretty good up until the COVID news came, right, Riz? I mean, it had to be a pretty ecstatic place to be. You know what? It, it was a great weekend for, for being – I'm from Cleveland. I don't live there anymore. I haven't lived there since 1999. But it was uh, it was, a, it was an exciting thing. I got texts from people that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was really, really cool. And I – you know, the, the fact that they did it by beating Pittsburgh, that's sort of like the Lions beating the Packers to get into the playoffs on the last week. Yep. Uh, 
that's a feeling that I want for Detroit because it was really, really cool. It was, it was fun seeing all the disparate parts of Brown's Twitter all come together and be happy at the same time for the same thing. Uh, that would be wonderful if that could happen for Detroit. And I, I got it. It sucks what's happened now. Um, it's, and it's, it's really going sideways badly, but uh, you know, the, just the, the concept that, you know, here I am, I, I'm covering a game this Sunday. I'm not covering a coaching change for that team for the first time in five years. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And yeah. it's, uh, it's something that rejuvenates me because the lion side of me, quite honestly, has been dragging down. It's been a lot of negativity and a lot of deserved negativity. So the fact that I can see that it can happen um, is, is very encouraging for me. Yeah. It should be for you too. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> that's the, and that's the one thing, the grand, grand possibility of the lions turning it around. And that's, God, right. Look no, at Buffalo is another great example. Yeah. That team was crap yeah. for years and years. They could win the AFC this year. I don't. I won't pick them to. They're winning at least one game, and nobody's going to want to play them the way they're playing right now. The way that their defense rolls, the way that their special teams rolls. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. We got that, a that's call. a really good football team. And they, two, two, three years ago, when they were when they were stuck in QB purgatory with Terod Taylor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nobody thought that team was going anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> and look where they that. are now. Yeah, I am absolutely calling back to you pointing some of these things out uh, later on in the in the show when we talk about uh, some of the Lions fans thinking about biases against us and that kind of thing. But so we'll get back into this later. Okay, a tease, 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 tease. (laughs) All right, let's see. Let's uh, let's talk about this. Again, I want to play this this really quick. This question. Um, let me play this because Riz, this came in and it's directed directly at you, and you just touched on it like, like a a bad man <laughs> against a child. <laughs> Here, see if I get this. Here we go. Hey guys, I have a quick question for the Riz. Uh, Riz is Buffalo's quarterback Josh Allen. Did he turn out to be a little bit better than you thought he would? Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> Is that the Riz's wrong one? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I so, um, I, I, as you guys know, I love when players prove me wrong that direction. I don't like being proven wrong the other direction where I think a guy is good and he winds up sucking. Anytime a guy overachieves, I like it. I like that a lot. I'm very happy for him. I never hit. It was never personal with him. I, and one of the things that I, and I, you can read this in my real GM, my final evaluation where I rank him the 10th quarterback in that class. And I did look this up to make sure that I got it right. Um, he was my number 10 quarterback. He was my number 11 tight end uh, just because he hadn't played it before. And I still think he would be an all pro tight end, but it's working on a quarterback <laughs> for him. So I don't think he needs to make that change. Um the uh, one of the things that I said in that, and I don't have it in, in front of me, and I, I have a new laptop, so I don't have the access on it right now. But I'll, I'll paraphrase myself: the fact that he is coachable, and the fact that teammates rave about him, and coaches rave about him, and I saw it at the Senior Bowl that year. Like this guy's got, he's got that it that people gravitate to, and I thought that gave him a chance. I didn't think he would be as good as he is now at all. Uh, I thought he was somewhere between Jake Locker and Logan Thomas, honestly. Um, and he wound up being a hell of a lot better than them. And I think it's really cool that, that Buffalo 
doesn't ask him to do things that he can't do, which was one of the things like if you want him to be a West Coast precision passer, no. I think Brian Dable has done a really good job of scheming for what he does well. And to Josh Allen's credit, he's gotten more accurate. And he's actually made me rethink a couple things. I, I do think he's an anomaly, but I also think that the mm-hmm. fact that there are guys who play better when they're surrounded by better people. Um, and I've seen it in other sports, specifically in volleyball, um, my, the sport that I played for forever. There are guys who, who wind up being much better when you put them in with in a, in a, a deeper pool where they're playing with guys that are normally w- more skilled than them. And I've seen that happen. And I, I, I never really took that into account that, that Josh Allen could be that guy, but he has been that guy. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that they have done what they've done, um, and they're a really good football team aside from him. And I think that helps. But yeah, he's he's been really good. <laughs> Do you think some of that, uh, what's going on with Josh Allen could be uh, described with what's happened with Trubisky the last six, you know seven what? weeks? Trubisky's played well, hasn't he? <laughs> I unfortunately he did, he, he, yes he, he did mean, not Sunday he was he uh, at one point well he had, no he had thrown I, 17 I, passes I, yeah. for 84 yards but uh, there's also uh, a question about the the pass defenses he'd been playing over the over the stretch where he yeah. was good but but yeah the, the, yes they they asked him to get the ball out quicker if your first read isn't there go to your second and if that isn't there throw the freaking ball away or run a yeah. or B don't sit back there and hold the football. Yeah. That's something that Josh Allen has had. It's something that Deshaun Watson has had a problem with. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something that, that they, they have seemed to work on pretty well with Chicago. Chicago's not going to win a playoff game, but I'm happy. That, I am happy that they got there. I'm I think not, it's pretty cool. That, uh, I think it, for I'm one, very it, spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love you. Case. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's good for the division that a, a second team gets in. Uh, and I, I, I think it might set them up to be more what's the word I'm looking for cocksure, I guess, going into the off season than they should be. Um, and that can lead sure. to some mistakes. Sure. Oh my. I, don't know. Oh my. I hope you're right. Uh, me too. I hope I'm more right about that than I was Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick look at the, um, there's a this story this guy wrote. I don't know how much credence to give it. This is posted in Reddit by Cody Mason, 84, the title is Rod Wood, Lions Won't Rush the GM Hiring, Could Hire a Head Coach First. Um, the, the author is some guy, J- Jeff something. I can't, even, I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to pronounce his name. I'll screen cap that. <laughs> Riz, some bug flying around in here is bugging the hell out of me. No pun intended. Riz, me. what the hell are you writing? They're not going to rush the GM hiring. <laughs> so, uh, so I decided to participate in a, in a Zoom for once. Um, I, I, I have been, I have access to it all the time. I don't normally get in, um, and I did today. I paid attention, and I uh, watched Rod Wood say that he feel. I'm going to paraphrase him here. He feels that the head coach could come, doesn't have to come, but could come before the general manager because he thinks that the competition is better or stiffer in hiring a coach um, that, that a lot of other teams um, are, who are searching for coaches. That seems to be where people are looking first. I don't know if that's a misread on his part or misread on Chris Billen's part or what, but it's the other way to interpret it. And I, and I've heard this um, and it came up in the Slack a little bit too, is that they know who they're getting for their GM. So they're more worried about finding the right coach. Mm-hmm. But also Rod said that it's a partnership. It's not, you know, I don't want it to be a working for B 
B working for A, they need to be have a symbiosis. They need to have, you know, that that mental mind meld going forward. Um, Which we thought that, we had. Well, Casey yes, and I, had. And I, I was just going to say, Casey, you're exactly right. We 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 kind of had that. We kind of just came out of that, and we're a little scarred by that. Uh-huh. But I, I understand what he's saying. That the fact that you have to find the guys that can work together, um, and that yeah. that's as that's as important as getting a good head coach and a good GM who don't get along. That would be Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien in Houston. Let me let me just kind of pull because you said you, I don't disagree with what you said, but I think you meant one thing a little bit different. And in case kind of okay, get to it shoot here. it, the mind meld. I think that it's I think what they're looking for actually is, is exactly what you said: two guys that can work together and you know one mission, one goal, the whole thing. But they also want to be able to have a diversity of opinion, respect each yes. other's opinion, and and find the best yes. path forward out of a variety and a diversity of thought. I think that's really what they're after, and rather than the mind meld. And, and I don't want and to that, be yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's kind of what he said. So thank you for for clarifying that because that's correct. You're you're exactly right. Yeah, and, and I, again, I hate to, to bang on semantics, but I think that one is kind of important. no. It, it's it's important to, to get that right. Yeah, they are looking for a team, yeah. um, and as you know, um, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening knows when you get into a draft situation. There are going to be scouts who have disagreements with the GM on a, on a certain player. Um, it happened last year with Derek Brown. There were scouts in the Lions organization who did not like him. Matt Patricia loved him. Yep. He yep. wound up not getting picked. I picked Jeff Okuda, um, who by everything I've heard, everybody liked. Um, maybe those discussions that they have now will be a little more ribald and, and fleshed out. Um, back in the days when they drafted Nick Fairley, there were a lot of scouts who were like, why the hell are you doing this? Um, and they didn't feel empowered to speak up to Martin Mayhew and or Jim Schwartz at that time. Yeah. I'm hopeful that the the new regime will foster that. Like, hey, hello, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> wake up. This guy can't play. He doesn't want to play. Um, I, I hope that they they do more of that, that there, there is that openness. That's one of the things um, not to touch on to diverge, but. One of the reasons why John Schneider is an interesting candidate is because he and Pete Carroll don't always see the same things in the players. Yet Seattle, as terribly as they often draft, is a top-notch organization. Yep. And I think that's very appealing for a lot of people, myself included. And and the thing is, is Carroll has the final say on, on personnel there, Yes, right? he does. Yes, Which he is does. why it's within the realm of possibility that we could drag their GM away because... He wants control. Yeah. And and I'm right. not saying it's likely at all. Right. But, I mean, that is why it is within the realm of possibility. Yep. So, yeah. And okay. he, he shot it down, but not really, but kind of, but not really. And it's tampering <laughs> period too, right? So he can't, he couldn't not really. He, he has to, he had, they have to walk the right line. Right. And so. I think anything is just pure speculation at this point, pro or con, right? It's a right. great thing to think about and dream about. I, I really like the idea, but let's just, we have to give it some time for the the realities of, of what they're dealing with to play out because those fines are real, right? That's real money. <laughs> so you got that. Um, let's see. I got a, a question for you. That's a, I, I'm going to push it a little later actually too, when we start talking about uh, Taylor Decker. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, here's one. This is a good one. Uh, we'll get into the uh, the officiating piece. Really, I know. Let's do head coaching. Hey, Sorry. hey yeah. real quick. Thank we you. should shout out William Myers on the super chat. 
Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I did case, but you, you know what? You're right. I wanted to do it again. I, I, I really, did. <laughs> I literally did. No, I really did because he was, it was really generous of him and to do that. And I uh, appreciate the, the kind words that came with it. And uh, he deserves a double mention for sure. So I thought he, I thought we missed it. Oh My no, bad. I'm a hawk. Uh, okay, there we go. Okay, let's talk about head coaches now. There's a couple questions going on in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the chat. How do you guys feel about the Iowa State head coach uh, Matt Campbell? Matt Campbell, what, what what's your thoughts on Matt Campbell, uh, Riz? I know you spend a lot of time in the the, the college area. I like him a lot. I, I and uh, I like him be- for a couple of reasons, and one of the reasons is that he is sort of like PJ Fleck light um i i i have i i I will admit i like pj fleck i I think he's a college coach i don't think he should be in the nfl Mm -hmm. i don't think his shtick will work that well in the nfl Mm -hmm. but his enthusiastic approach his positive mindset his um exuberance his ability to get people from different backgrounds to all come together and come together as a family and it's and that's you better believe that's genuine. Mm-hmm. That is that is something he does a very good job of creating. Matt Campbell has done that at Toledo. He's done it at Iowa State. What do those schools have in common? They are crap football schools. They don't have any legacy at all. He has won there. <laughs> He's done my, a great my, job <laughs> winning there. <laughs> I, I should point out my parents are both uh, ISU alums. Yeah, <laughs> go Cyclones. Yeah, go Cyclones. Yeah, they, they, they have a very good women's volleyball. I, they they call it they they always called it Iowa Straight University because it was the most conservative college in the in the country at, at the time. I, I believe it. Case has got the Cyclones and the Jackrabbits under his head. This is really something. You know, he's he's done a great job of of creating a winning culture where one does not exist. Does yeah. that sound like Detroit? <laughs> sure mm. does. Oh, no, we're working on the fundamentals and pad level. We got this. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think he's an interesting (laughs) call. I I, I really like him. I just don't want to be the one to bring him up. So often college coaches can't make that leap into the pros where you go from, and this we talked about this in the Slack and the, the Patreon Slack this week. It was, it was a great conversation where you have full control over everything when the players eat, when they do their homework, when they study, when you know well, these are for classes, this is football time, this is wait time. You don't get that. These are grown-ass men now, right? You don't it, get that kind of control. Dynamic. And it's it hard for a lot of guys to make that leap, as we just saw even coordinators who have NFL experience with one of the greatest coaches of all time have a hard time making the leap to head coach in the NFL. That's, that's a tough call. I I, I feel it's, it's, it's really difficult actually. I think one of the, one of the ways that you can look at it is how do you feel about Matt rule? He just got Carolina to five and 11 in his first year. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you people in Carolina love him. They're like this guy, he did a great job. Our defense was going to be God awful. And he made them good right away. And the players played hard. They were in most games. They have a crap quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that nobody trusts. Right. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey all year. They're feeling really good about their college hire. They understood that it was going to take a little bit of time. And Can I think if, you, as a if, if, you're, if, if you're bringing in Matt Campbell, I think you have to realize that 2021 is probably not going to go better than 2020. Right. That's what I'm saying. Can we as a fan base manage that? Because I, I God, I, I don't know if Lions fans are capable of that level. Uh, of- I don't know. It's it's tough to go back down patience that, that cycle. Um, 
and it's tough to waste years. Um, I'll, I'll go to the Browns for a second. They wasted a complete year of Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield on the rookie contracts because Freddie Kitchens sucked, um, yeah. and they can't get that time back. And I would hate to have one of Matthew Stafford's remaining years wasted because we got a coach in who can't coach. Yeah. And that that is a very real risk, and that's something that, you know, we – do I know that Matt Campbell would be a great coach? No, I don't. I, I believe in him. I think he would be good, but it, it's, there's definite risk involved. There. I'd, I'd no want question. him. He's the kind of guy I'd want on his second go in the NFL, to be honest with you. I want him to like come Pete in. Carroll. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get a run. Or hiring Jim Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, I, I, God, I, I like Jim Schwartz so much. Okay, so you know why he's retired? He's had two back surgeries. He yeah. can't stand on the sideline. Sure. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, give him Wayne Font's cart. If I could get that thing polished up and get him back on the. I'll get him the side. golf cart that Patricia left behind. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that, that ATV anymore. I'm, I'm back in the golf cart mode. And he, he has cigars in there. He can he can smoke along. Blow that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's got the horsepower to carry him. All right, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. That's that's just horrible, right? Okay, um, really quick. Um, they're asking about Urban Meyer in the chat. I and I don't think he's really on the radar. I personally think he's going to fail as an NFL coach. I think he's just going to absolutely crash and burn, and and you're going to have health issues in a year and a half. There's a guy who quit a great job to go be with his family, and less than two weeks later, he's like, fuck these people. I'm out of here. Give me money. <laughs> the one thing he continually does is find a group of people and say, F them and move on. He yes. did it in Florida. He did it to his family. He did it to Iowa State. Who's he going to do he it to next? Is, uh, he's a phenomenal college football coach. I will never disparage that. He is the reason why I don't root for Ohio State at all anymore. And I was I was at the horseshoe when I was two weeks old. My parents took me to a game in 1972. I remember watching Archie Griffin play for Ohio State. I Art Schleister was my football hero. Then it was Chris Spielman. I don't root for Ohio State anymore because of Urban Meyer, because he is a lecherous individual, and I want nothing to do with him, and he has stained it everywhere. I also have a, a great deal of family who went to Florida. One of them played on the team for a brief time under Urban Meyer. They hate him more than I do. <laughs> so uh, uh, I I feel very strongly that Urban Meyer can go to Jacksonville and leave after 18 months when he is 9 and 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that's good. I'm down with you. I, I, I agree 110%. I want to hit Joe B really quick. Thanks for the after the game therapy sessions five years till we were competitive again. Um, Absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. And on that topic, Thursday's content, when it drops, number one, I think you guys are going to be surprised. I think you're going to really love it. But number two, we're going to talk about that. And I think I'll have an answer for you on that, but I'll leave it at that. Um, a lot of guys to think about. Uh, we only got a little bit of time here left today. we got a lot of things going on that we're working on and have to go do. So I want to really quick tell you about Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. When you go spend all those holiday gift cards you got, head on over to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It'll take you right to the site. No funny stuff. They just give us a kickback when you do that. And uh, it takes the money straight out of Bezos' pocket and puts puts it in ours. Not all of it, just a real small piece, but enough to keep him to be the richest man in the world. So there you go. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you, everyone who uses that and supports us. Uh, Jalen, I just saw that you uh, joined the uh, the Patreon. Thank you very, very much, man. Appreciate that. We're going to get you uh, in the Slack chat right away. 
And I just want to call you out and say thanks for that. All right. Get on that. I actually sort of live tweeted the press conference today on the Slack, yep. which was kind of fun. Yep. It was it was pretty cool, actually. Good. It was a lot That's better awesome. than Twitter because everybody knows me there. And Twitter I promise um, I'll be back on the Slack as soon as the off season is in full swing. I just <laughs> haven't had the energy for anything lions other than this. So <laughs> <laughs> they will suck the life out of you, Casey. <laughs> yeah. I know, believe me. <laughs> no, I'm aware. This isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been ridden before. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Taylor Decker. <laughs> uh, he says he's looking to seek out Rod Wood to give his opinion on the future of the team because he invested in the Lions' future. That was posted by Chef Curry Sauce in the Reddit. Um, it is, I, I, there are some people making this out to be a really bad thing. Some people like, hey, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll kind of drop can, where I'm at, right? It, can it, you explain to me why it would be bad? Well, Chris Spielman's there, and they went around Chris Spielman right to Rod Wood, and he's not even a football guy. He said himself he doesn't know anything what? about football. Yeah, so, okay, so there we are. Now, <laughs> There's a lot of mental leap happening oh there. Oh, my yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. People, stop yeah. sniffing glue. Stop dropping your kids on their freaking heads. Oh, my God. They're just following the climate we live in. But <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, no, look, I think I think that's a great move. That's a leadership move. He is completely invested in this team. He's got a long-term contract to, to cut come with this team he obviously he wants to him. win he, he's, he's, he wants to win he's passionate about winning and he's passionate about Matthew Stafford and I don't think he's wrong uh, I'll tell you that much um, I think it's a good idea I think it's good now I want to I want I, I knew that was a pretty obvious thing but I want to just I'm going to speak to a call that we got um, D called in and said he has an idea of what's going on with Chris Spielman and I just want to put this out there for uh, to for you guys to juggle a bit Chris Spielman, it's kind of an undefined role. It's defined, but not defined really well, right? I mean, they didn't call it the the, the, the VP of football ops, right? They kind of mooshed it up a little bit. What about Rod Wood is a guy who, you know, he's in the 60s. He's not a young man. At some point, he's going to want to retire, right? And and look, as Case is getting his life sucked out of him, think if you're Rod Wood and you're dealing with this as a job every day and you can't run away from it right yeah, he's you making got, a lot more money than i have players knocking this. on your door <laughs> you got <laughs> you got all that stuff going on what do you think about the idea that chris spielman is being groomed to take over the role of rod wood at some point in the future and that's the question that i pose to both of you sure i like it i that's so um, all of that stuff is so ethereal to fans like wow. we don't have a firm grasp I, yeah I, we're I getting we're getting like there but 15 cent <laughs> words at least once <laughs> pulling, per show. pulling my pulling wow. my uh syntax you know stuff out I'll put that in my word of the day calendar trying uh, uh but <clears throat> to fans i mean we don't no, we we don't know how good those people are at their jobs because there's no direct, you know, even with a coach, even with a G uh, with a GM, it can be difficult sometimes because there's a lot of like fortune that goes into the, the, you know, draft picks and, and free agents. Sometimes guys get hurt, that kind of thing, or they just aren't quite what you hope they would be. I mean, I mean, that's pretty normal, but with beyond that, a, above the GM, when you get into football operations, 
It is so difficult for fans to really get any kind of grasp on how good, bad, or otherwise someone is. So the only thing that, you know, obviously with the Lions having been as bad as they've been, you know, for as long as they've been, it's real easy to say, well, they're all bad. You know what? Go ahead. Sorry. I got, I want to, I want to throw it to Riz here in a second. I want you, I want you to finish. I, I have a question that you raised that I want. No, I mean, that, 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 I think that's the end of my point. Okay. Okay, cool. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to cut you short or jump in on you. So Riz, why doesn't anybody write a, a, an article about what like Rod Wood's job is? <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> that's a good, good shameless plug that I wrote uh, about two months ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I want to thank Ash for putting that into the Slack because it wound up answering a lot of questions for people, which was kind of cool. Um, Livewire.com, it's there. I, um, uh, yeah, I so, didn't read uh, it, so uh, uh, yeah. I apologize, Jeff. I do read most of your articles. That, that's fine. I, don't, <laughs> I, I publish between 16 and 25 things a day. I don't expect people to read them all. I don't even read them all. My mom doesn't even read them all, and she's my biggest fan um uh i on on that i maybe i mean i think chris spielman wants to see if he likes this honestly Mm -hmm. um maybe he doesn't want to do this for a living maybe he wants to get back in the broadcast booth i i don't know uh i haven't talked to him personally in six or seven years uh so i don't know how he feels about that uh i would i would love for him to wind up being that because uh, I, he is my Ohio State jersey. He is my football hero. I, I would love to have him run the team. But A, we don't know that he's good at it. B, we don't know that his heart will be in it. Um, and C, um, we don't know what Rod Wood's end game is. Maybe he does want to transition back to being the family, I don't know. He's not really the consigliere, but he's sort of in that ilk for what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe he wants to, I, I don't know. We, we, nobody can really answer that except Rod Wood. And uh, Rod doesn't really talk, no. so it's, no, it's tough to know. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I just I have and, and look, I don't want to short sell Spielman because and I'm much in the same way. He's one of the guys I grew up with. You know, the old school Lions guys. He's one of the ones that I just absolutely love. His he played hard nose. He was he was like the Corey Schlesinger on the other side of the ball, right? He, he broke a face mask a game just about played hard. Lo- loved loved his spirit. Left his everything on the field yep. on every freaking play. Yep. But and and maybe I'm judging wrong, but when I hear him talking, I just don't know that I think I want him running the business side of the Lions organization. I just don't know that that's going to be in his wheelhouse. If again, I don't want to short sell him, and I don't. I just I just don't feel like. Well, they do. They do still have Mike Disner in there. Rod Wood still does the the financial dealings. You know, the the season tickets holders, the 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 suites, the the corporate partnerships, and all that. They. So Spillman wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe? He's, he's no, doing. All, I, all, <laughs> Sorry. all I wanted to add camera. is that, no, I don't think either of you are wrong about that, that aspect of it, but what do I want out of somebody who's uh, trying to make decisions for the team is not somebody who's trying to make decisions for the team for the financial benefit of the mm-hmm. team. It's somebody who has an added incentive who like actually has a passion for wanting good things for the team as opposed to, you know, I'm, I, and I, and I think everybody goes into a job. I shouldn't say everybody, but I mean like a lot of people go into a job wanting good things for the company they're going to work for. But I think Chris Spielman has an added level of that, that I don't think you're going to find 
from He's everyone. Truly invested, right? So I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So so like I, I hope that he is good at it because if he is good at it, that that level of investment that he has emotionally on top of whatever financial, you know, he's getting is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that passion for actually caring about what happens is important. Yep. All right. I'm going to get to the last topic here. Last topic here. (laughs) Um, This is a question for you guys. And I think it's a fun one. Uh, It's from, it was posted in the subreddit by Mikey Swid nine. And the question is, would you rather keep Galladay or Jones jr.? And why? And I'm going to give you a second to think about it because I want to say, hey, Don, um, he's not into Lions football next year. He's going to keep the Patreon account because he appreciates what we do. Hey, appreciate that, Don. We'll see you next year. You can't, you can't, after after a six-month healing period, you're, you're back every time. I mean, I am. I, I, you're just back and you get sucked in. Okay. Keep Galladay or Jones Jr. and why? And I'm going to start with you, Case, because I always start with Riz lately. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I have to, I have to talk briefly and I'm going to try to keep this as short as I can. Uh, God, uh, I was more upset about the overturned touchdown than I was about the roughing the passer, the roughing the passer. While I think it's dumb is not outside of what we've seen this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, I don't know how many people listening and how many people is in general, listen to, you know, the rule changes from year to year, but that wasn't a huge surprise. You can't land on the quarterback anymore. It's just a thing. And so that sucks, especially when it's not egregious, like it was intentional. Like he was actually trying not to No, for sure. It's it's kind of like a targeting call. Dean Dean said that Dean Blandino said that you can see him trying to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. It it sucks a hundred percent, but fortunately it wasn't in a game that mattered in terms of whether or not we made the playoffs or anything of that nature. Um, But the, the, the reversed call on Marvin Jones touchdown in the end zone. I, I, I'm not sure I have ever seen a reversed call that made me scratch my head more. There was nothing on film, absolutely nothing on film to make me question that it was a touchdown. I, I am so confused by that. I understand the ball ball wasn't like incredibly tightly held, but it, even in slow mo, there's no evidence at all that it even touched None. the ground at all. Let alone that, that he didn't have control of it when it if it did. It was that that one. That is the most bizarre thing. Um, I, I really wanted Marvin to get a thousand yards, uh, and I knew it wasn't likely. But after the first half was done, I was like, "Holy shit, he might do it." So, <laughs> my answer True. to the original question is. I'd rather keep Marvin Jones at uh, a very reasonable, like four to five million a year than I would Kenny at an unreasonable max dollar wide receiver a deal deal a year thing. I know Marvin's probably at the tail end of his career. That's fine. You give him, you give him two, three years, four or five million a year. He could still potentially hit another thousand yard season given what he's been able to do this year. I mean, he wasn't far off. Uh, He had three games over a hundred yards receiving. If he doesn't have to be the focal, the, the focal point of the offense, 
he can surprise people. And that's what you really want out of a number two is somebody who can surprise people, take advantage of, of guys not really paying as close attention to him as they should, that kind of thing. I would prefer that personally. Okay. Now, Riz, I don't think Galladay is going to be as expensive now as he was a month and a half ago to bring back next year. I argue with that. But um, what, what were you at on this? Other than the Tampa Bay game, they averaged more points without Galladay than they did with him. That's something that you have to take into consideration. Mm. I think he is very much the creation of Matthew Stafford's ability to want to throw the ball into tight windows because he did wind up with the worst separation in the NFL. Um, And that's not a fluke. He's been in the bottom five, three of the four years that he's been in the league. He He requires a very specific role in an offense that doesn't exist in a lot of offenses, and it might not exist in the next Lions offense. If they bring a West Coast guy in, like let's let's say let's say Robert Sala is the coach, and he brings in um, what's his name the 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 quarter the offensive coordinator that he would bring in from San Francisco. Kenny Galladay is pointless in a West Coast Kubiak style system, which is what they run. Sure. There, there's no room for him. This is a guy who turned down more than $17 million a year. He's not going to be happy if you're paying him less than that. He's absolutely not worth that. He is not one of the 15 best receivers in the league. I'm sorry. He's not. He's just not. I agree. Um, And if you're paying him that much, that means you're not paying a that's the difference between signing a edge rusher for ten million and signing an edge rusher for fifteen million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we you sign? Think you're getting bang for your buck there instead of him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. I would absolutely sign Romeo Okwara over him. Not, not even a question. And, and let's let's also remember though with with Galladay, and this is one of the things that I think we folks miss with him. His agents are fighting over who's getting paid their chunk of his money right he now. He has some financial. It's not his fault. No, 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 no. But his his prior agents are at they're literally in court yep. at, at war with one another yep. over who's getting what from him. And so you better believe he's gonna to try to maximize his deal. And, and I think that's that's think, a dangerous place to be. I think that when Bob Quinn is your GM, you need more to stay in Detroit and, and Matt Patricia's your coach, you need more to stay in Detroit than if somebody more favorable is here. Okay, so I'm not saying that we're going to get a discount on him, but but with the injury and if we get the right coach and front office combo and he gets his agents figured out, he may come in at a pretty reasonable price. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I wouldn't bank on that. I'll say this. If you're paying within the a three million dollar range and you're choosing Kenny Galladay over Allen Robinson, you're a bleeping idiot. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, for 100 percent. You take your lion's glasses off. Yep. Because yep. you have been blinded. You are wrong. You are flat wrong. I'm sorry. You're just that's that's not to disparage Galladay. Right. But people people are making him into this thing that he is not. Yes. He is and he's a result of Stafford. It, by and large, I, I don't want to I don't want to say that he doesn't have skill of his own. He's he's a quality receiver. He is not a number one wide receiver in the NFL without Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. or a quarterback of that ilk who who is who fearless like that. It, He'd be fine with Aaron Rodgers. He'd be fine with, with Russell Wilson. Um, he would not be so good with, with a guy like Kyler Murray or uh, or Deshaun Watson or Drew Brees. We um, also because- have Quintez Cephas, who is, seems like 
seems yeah. like a Kenny Galladay light at this moment in time. Like, like he can't r- outrun the competition, but can he go up and get, you know, he's a, a big frame. I, he's, uh, I, I, yeah. I think that uh, and again, know, we, we, we need a guy like that. You do we have a guy like that on the roster. I, I understand that he's not at the same level as Kenny yet. But I mean, <laughs> now, now the other question is, what do you do with your absolute dearth of talent at wide receiver and only five draft picks and a defense? that's a complete dumpster you gotta fire. have free agency. So yeah. there yeah. I, I am not done with draft evaluations by any means. I haven't even started on some positions from what I've seen. There's not a top 10 defensive player in this entire draft. Yep. Not one. Yep. So you're going offense with your first round pick at number seven. Yep. Um, it could be a quarterback. I hope not. Yeah, it could be a wide receiver. That would be fantastic. It could be a lineman. I think that would be stupid. But if they're going for a reboot, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase yep. um, at number seven yep. in my world. And you're also signing a free agent or two. You can find guys like Marvin Jones was a free agent once upon a time. Golden Tate was a free agent once upon a time. Those guys worked out pretty damn well. Yep. Danny Amendola, free agent once upon a time, played very much, much better than I thought he would. And Robinson um, so, is a so kind of critical of Stafford, too. And, and, but and yeah. Robinson is the and kind we, of we have, receiver we, the, that he has. If the Lions had. have anything going for for him. It's a history of finding some solid agent yeah. wide receivers. They so. really do. <laughs> but but the, the, you can you can find one. Um plan on one, but also plan on drafting at least one. Yeah. Um and the fact that they only have five draft picks now, that can be changed because if you trade your second round oh, pick, yeah. you slide back 10 picks, you get an extra oh, two yeah. picks later. Yeah. Uh so I, I wouldn't focus much on only having five picks at this point. Um, I, I've seen a lot of seven people about that, and that's one of those things where have you guys not paid attention to the draft the last few years and and how many trades get made and and the, uh, get, you know it's the first the, round on, on top of, of which we might be trading away players we currently right. have before the draft. So it's the yes. first round. It's the first round <laughs> trades that are the trickiest because they're just so damn expensive, and you mortgage so much yeah. to do anything in the in the top yeah. ten picks or top fifteen. Picks. Well, like, if somebody really wants, uh, is it Justin Fields? Right. Uh, yeah. and, and he's available at what are we seven? Seven. It could happen. I don't want him. I, don't want him. I mean, that what I'm saying is we could we take could him, make bank him. on that. You know that kind of that that's, that's not an unreasonable situation. Well, look at Car- Carson West was traded for. Um, that's the thing. Sean Watson was traded for. The, he's the, not going to be available. Hey. They're going to trade for him earlier. If if because Justin Fields is a guy that's going to go earlier in the draft. He's not. It's not going to be for seven. But there are three quarterbacks mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. taken in the top ten, and if one of them's available at seven, Since someone will already have traded for him. I'm telling you, the, the, the desperation for a quarterback. Is I, 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 I mean, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong, Chris, yeah. at all. But but it, it it but things have we've seen weirder by far. We've seen way weirder, yeah, strange things. Mitchell do Trubisky happen. over Patrick Mahomes, and they're going to resign him. I hope they resign him. Oh God, please resign him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we could wind up trading for Carson Wentz. Who knows what's going on? Yeah. All right. With, oh, not. please no. With that, I mean, that, would, that who would, doesn't want that contract? It's beautiful. All of a sudden, everybody around me would be a Lions fan because they're all Carson Wentz oh, fans. That's right. Oh, You've got to go Bison. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they're they're, they're dominant, like man. There's nothing like the Bison. So they they have an offensive lineman that we're going to need to talk about uh, because he's probably sure, Dylan Raddins. Sure. He's probably a second sure. round pick. Mm-hmm, um, sure. he, he's 
He's worth. I've heard his name a few times. I don't actually watch many. He can play. They only played one game this year. They did only play, and Trey Lance sucked (laughs) in it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which was interesting. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. With that, we're going to call it a show this week. We'll be back next week doing our thing. Um, Thursday we'll have some stuff, and we're going to we're going to throw some other sprinkle in some other surprises along the way for you guys. Uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) It's going to be an awesome off season. There's so much going on. This is this is one of the things when we first started the podcast, Case always said, "I love the off season more than the regular season." I was like, "I just don't get it. I like the football." I get it. God, I get it. This is fun. <laughs> Maybe the football will get better and I'll start to like this I season can, more. <laughs> I can believe, I can truly believe that we might be better next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you can. Yeah. I'm with that. <laughs> all right, so here we go. We got a, we got a great bunch of shows coming up. Uh, appreciate all you guys sticking with us and and, and hanging out for uh, with us during the regular season. Again, Thursday, huge drop, and uh, we may put something together over the weekend as well, a live podcast for you guys to hang out with, or, or it'll be like a game watch kind of a thing, a watch along. So we'll have that going on. Um, all kinds of great stuff. It's it's exciting. It's a great place to be, or a great time to be with the Detroit, Detroit Lions podcast. All right, remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. And don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It is the very best place to hang out with the most intelligent Lions fans or chatters in the internet, bar in case. Uh, a lot of good conversation there. Riz is there. Um, <laughs> well, he hasn't been there. That's all. That's all I'm, I'm alluding to. <laughs> Um, uh, Riz is there. I'm there. Uh, I am there. Sam and all the folks are there. We hang out, talk, and have a great time in the Slack. It's really worth it. All you got to do is sign up for as little as a dollar a month on the Patreon to get access to that. It's it's awesome. There's nothing better. I'm telling you, it's the most engaged, fun, good discussion you'll find on the internet. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get signed up for that. We're on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Case. With no pants on. That's right. All right. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop in your ears automatically. That's how we like to do it. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. It's so good. I'm easily amused by graphics. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. <laughs>